Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to WrestleLife Radio episode 55! My name is Matt Sin and I'm your host today. I will be doing this show all by my lonesome, and that is perfectly okay because we have a decent amount to talk about, and I don't want to keep you guys too long. So before we can actually get started on Raw, we need to talk about this day in wrestling history. So 25 years ago today, today's November the 5th, 2019, 25 years ago today is the much-loved, much-remembered ECW November to Remember that was in Philly in the ECW arena. And two very, very important things happened on that show. The first thing is, if you all remember, if you're ECW fans, you remember when the Sandman uh, had a a storyline where he was supposedly blind, uh, blind by Tommy Dreamer. And this is actually the payoff for that. So Tommy Dream, or Sandman came back, supposedly blind, and tore off his the, his eye coverings and beat the snot out of Tommy Dreamer. So there you go. And the second thing was when Chris Benoit earned his crippler nickname by dropping Sabu on his head. On the top of his head, I'm sure anyone that's a big wrestling fan has seen that. Uh, about two minutes in, into the match, Sabu broke his neck. And Chris Benoit got two gold Scorpio as a replacement. And the match ended in a double countout, which in the main event of a major pay-per-view, if that would happen today, pretty sure WWE would get buried. Uh, 18 years ago today, Monday Night Raw emanated from Long Island, New York. And the reason that I'm pointing this out is because the Raw that we're about to discuss emanated from Long Island, New York. This was the episode where The Rock defeated Chris Jericho for the WCW Championship. And uh, he was the last person to win the title until Chris Jericho beat him and Austin the same night and uh, united, the, united the belts. So yeah, good stuff. Speaking of Long Island, New York, before we start on Raw, I just want to say that very well could have been the worst crowd I've ever seen. And we're going to talk a little bit about the show. It's not like the show was absolutely incredible, but it was it was pretty good. Like some things happen. You know, you don't you don't want to bag on it too bad because it was okay. And I just, ah, the crowd was dead all night. They got Adam Cole versus Seth Rollins in the main event, and they were dead. Dead. I just don't get it. WWE, if you're listening to this, please do not go back to Long Island for a while because those fans just not, they just haven't bought in. Haven't bought in. Before we get started on Raw, I do want to say one more thing. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard, but supposedly Seth Rollins gave this big rah-rah speech uh, after the Saudi Arabia issues where people were saying they would never go back. And he was supposedly rallying the locker room. And uh, I just was reading some comments, and one of the top comments was, Seth is the type of student to remind the teacher about their homework. And you might not think that's funny, but I found it hilarious from Seth Rah Rollins. <laughs> Monday Night Raw! We're going to jump straight into it now because we're not going to have a ridiculously long show today because this uh, Raw lasted quite some time and we're going to go over everything. So the show opens with Triple H uh, coming into the arena and he has a bunch of SUVs behind him. And he's walking in the arena. It's the opening video starts. Pyro goes off and Brock Lesnar's music hits. Brock Lesnar and Paul Hammond come out and Paul Heyman cuts a really, really good promo. And if you're a fan of Paul Heyman, 
You know that he's going to cut a really, really good promo. And by the way, he did point out that he was a Jew, so I do apologize to Chris. Uh, that's exactly what he meant on SmackDown, so forgive me. Chris, I know you're listening, and you were right. So th- this was this whole thing was a mess because they basically said that Brock Lesnar is able to cancel or to, to quit SmackDown and join Raw because he has uh, a no-cut contract. So the WWE literally can't cut him no matter what he does. And then he like kind of said something about, you remember when Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross were traded to SmackDown and Raw got draft picks? And that's really all they said about it. They didn't really say, well, this is what you get. And if that's the case, poor SmackDown, man. But nothing against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, but Brock Lesnar. But it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And he points out that other people can't do that. Only Brock Lesnar can. But the whole thing was just dumb. Like, I felt like it could be done so much better. Like, there, there are a thousand other ways to do it. For example, they could have said, you know, Brock Lesnar refused to compete on SmackDown. So for those draft considerations, he was traded to Monday Night Raw. Because you see things like in the NFL where a star player who would rather sit out his last year of his contract, NFL players trade their star guys for less value than they would be worth because otherwise they'd get nothing for them. So there's one small idea that would have been a thousand times better than this. It was dumb. But Heyman basically says that Brock Lesnar is here to hunt for Rey Mysterio, and he's going to pay back Rey Mysterio for what he did to Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel. You see Brock Lesnar marching backstage, and he gets one of the crew members, who's obviously a, a plant. I mean, it's a, it's a local wrestler. And he, like, grabs him by the throat with both his hands, and he's smashing his head into a table, and then just chunks him onto the ground. And I get it. You're Brock Lesnar. You're a legitimate fighter. But it looked like he really hurt the guy. I mean, you, you gotta... Uh, yes, it looked real. It looked awesome. But I'm not so sure that that dude is waking up tomorrow or the next day going, oh, yeah, that uh, that was fine. No big deal. Brock really protected me because he didn't. He absolutely destroyed him. So we go back to the break. We come back from the break. We see Brock Lesnar was hurt hunting Rey Mysterio during the break. He like rips open a limo and grabs this guy. And the guy's like, I'm not Rey. I'm not Rey. And it was also silly. And then we go to a match. So our first match of the show, we get Asuka and Kyrie Sane versus Natalia and Charlotte Flair. And if I didn't mention it before, I guess I'll mention it now. What happened to Natalia and Charlotte's blood feud? Because you guys remember not long ago, what, a year or two ago? These two were had these big this big feud, but I guess if Natalia can feud, can team with Lacey Evans, she can team with anyone, right? I mean, wouldn't it just be better if Natalia and Charlotte were like, okay, we are going to uh, have a tag team, like they have a backstage segment, and go, look, our family lineage is obviously something special. How about we team up and see if we can, you know, respect both of our families? And then Charlotte, of course, would be kind of hesitant. But then she would accept. Then they would run roughshod through the women's tag division. Then they would wrestle Asuka and Kairi Singh. But no, they just throw them straight in there. And Natalia, Natalia. And again, I know it's not a popular opinion. I love Natalia. But she's, you know, she is, we'll say, a veteran at this point. And she is way past her prime. And she made Asuka tap out. Let me say that again, just to make sure you understood. Natalia made Asuka 
tap out. Doesn't make any sense, does it? So we do the same thing we always do with WWE, and we have the tag team champions or any other champions lose in a non-title match just to set up a title match. It's just so stupid. It's so dumb. I absolutely hated this. Even though the match was fine, it wasn't an amazing match, but it wasn't a bad match. It was, just, it was fine. After the match, Natalia's there. She's, you know, her music hits. Charlotte joins her. They have their arms raised, and we cut to Lesnar Heyman. Immediately, they come to the announce table. Natalia's music is literally still playing, and Paul Heyman says, Listen, Jerry, I know you're the king, so you should know where is Rey Mysterio. And if you don't know, you will die again on Monday Night Raw, and no one will be here to resuscitate you. Now, what he was referring to is there was a time that Jerry Lawler literally died live on the air, but he was able to be resuscitated. Uh, Jim Ross finished the show, and I think the coach with him, I can't remember, it's been quite some time. But he was getting in Jerry Lawler's face. Jerry Lawler obviously was cowering, cowering away because Jerry Lawler is very old, and Brock Lesnar looks like he could destroy anyone and anything. Dio Madden, who towered over Brock Lesnar, kind of pushed Jerry Lawler back, got in Lesnar's face. Uh, but obviously Lesnar need him in the gut, F5'd him immediately on the announce table. And as he's standing over a fallen Dio Madden, Rey Mysterio comes out with a pipe and starts destroying Brock Lesnar's knees. And he beat him up for a solid 30, 35 seconds. And then he grabs the title and hits him in the face with it. This was really great. And I tell you, Rey Mysterio, who's really been an afterthought since returning WWE, which is ridiculous because at 40-something years old, he's still one of the best workers on the entire roster. It looks like he's actually getting a good push. And this, other than burying Kane Velasquez, this Rey Mysterio-Brock Lesnar feud has been, it's been pretty good. It has. I've really enjoyed how Rey Mysterio's actually been able to get some offense in. I like when Brock Lesnar destroys Rey Mysterio. It looks amazing because Rey Mysterio is very small and it just it looks great. I'm super excited for this. And as cool as the NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown, you know, uh, angle is for Survivor Series, this is one of the matches I'm looking forward to the most, which is funny because I don't really usually look forward to Brock Lesnar matches. So I, I don't think there's any chance that Rey Mysterio wins. But Brock generally has really good matches with the smaller guys. His match with AJ was great. His match with Daniel Bryan was great. Uh, his match with uh, Rollins was... Okay, excuse me. That one wasn't so great. But yeah, AJ, Daniel Bryan, Finn Balor, all good. So I'm really excited for this one. Rey Mysterio, uh, the, some of the referees come out, break him up, and then Rey Mysterio drops his pipe, walks off. We come back from commercial with Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander in the ring. Neither one gets their own entrance. So I thought, oh, okay, well, I hate they're doing it to these two guys, but I guess this is the part where NXT invades. Nope. They were given like six minutes, and Buddy Murphy won clean with a Murphy's Law. And look, I understand they're really trying to push Buddy Murphy, and I love Cedric. I hope he gets a little bit of a push, too. But this is not the way to do it. Was this match great? Yeah. But we just saw it like two weeks ago. In a match where they both got entrances, they they were given time, and this is just a rematch, and one that didn't matter. It was like six minutes long. This is not the way to push someone. It's definitely not the way to highlight two of your best in-ring competitors in the entire show. So, um, Buddy Murphy wins. 
we see Lawler and Joseph. They're sitting with in front of the they're sitting in front of the announce table that's destroyed. So it just looks like they're sitting in two regular chairs. Uh, Dio hasn't returned, and he doesn't come back for the whole show. So Vic shows a replay of Triple H arriving with uh, all of the SUVs and says that, you know, Triple H is obviously not alone. Are we going to see another NXT invasion? We go to Seth Rollins. He's walking. We go to commercial. We come back. Seth Rollins comes to the ring. He takes the mic and he gets booed pretty heavily. I mean, it's not... The crowd was dead the whole night, so it's not like he got this, you know, huge negative reaction, but it got basically no positive reaction. Rollins says, you know what? I feel like all my work has been undone. I did all this hard work to rid the Universal title from Brock Lesnar and get him off of Raw. And he went to SmackDown, won a title, and came back. And I feel like all of my hard work that I've done over this last year has just really gone down the toilet. He says his last year has been very difficult with losing to Bray and all the wars he's had to go through with Brock. And he says, what's next for Seth Rollins? Well, for the first time in a long time, I don't know. And then immediately, Triple H's music hits. He comes out. Fans are chanting NXT. And Tri- Triple H asks, you know, Seth Rollins. Let me let me see if I can quote him. He says, it's funny how history repeats itself. And when you don't know what's next, our paths crossed. And he goes on to say that Triple H has led Seth Rollins into, into championships and opportunities. And Seth Rollins says, okay, well, was that to benefit me or, or did you just do that for you? And Triple H says, does that matter? Which Seth said, fair enough. No, it's true. Seth Rollins, um, excuse me, Triple H said that it was 100% fair to say that they invaded SmackDown when SmackDown was at its wits, but that was, you know, part of the Cerebral Assassin. Cerebral assassin. Uh, that's part, all part of his plan. And now Raw is here at full full power, and they're still here. He says that he wants Seth Rollins to come home and that Seth is either with him and then you see the Undisputed Era come out of the crowd to get up on the uh, the ring apron and Triple H says, or you're against me. Then the OC's music hits and AJ Styles gets a big face pop. The OC, all three come out and they chase off the Undisputed Era. They go into the crowd and then... Some more people from NXT come out. I know specifically, I saw Damian Priest and Dominic Djokovic. Uh, the six of them beat up AJ and the OC, uh, AJ and the Good Brothers, I guess I should say. And then some of the Raw goonies like R-Truth and Bryder and Hawkins, it's really weird choices for Raw, come out and they're fighting NXT and chase them off. We go, we go to break, we come back, and then Seth Rollins is backstage with Triple H. He says, look, if you want to be fired up, that's what you got. If you want me back on NXT, I'm only going to come as a top guy. Tonight, give me Adam Cole on the NXT title. I'll do what Daniel Bryan couldn't because I'm better than Daniel Bryan. No, you're not, Seth. Not in any way imaginable. But all right. Rollins storms off. Triple H smirks and says that he's got what he wants. Andre and Zelina Vega come out. And Zelina is cutting. Look, when this was going on, I messaged Chris and Kyle. And I said, I really hate that someone as talented as Zelina Vega is getting this crap that they're that is being written. I mean, it's just such hot garbage. Everything she says is just bad. And it's not her fault. It's the writer's fault. And look, I understand that people in the past have overcome what the writers have given them. And you can't always, you know, 
blame stars, but let's look at Dean Ambrose. How terrible were Dean Ambrose's WWE promos? They were miserable. Did any of you watch AEW Dynamite last week? Because Dean Ambrose slash John Moxley cut one of the most passionate promos that I have ever seen. There wasn't much to it. Wasn't like this incredible, amazing promo, but it was so passionate. It just made you want more. And you're not, you don't get that. You're not getting it with Zelina Vega. Sorry, Zelina. I love you. You're incredibly talented, but it's just, it's not good. They're wrestling Sin, Sin Cara and Carolina. Uh, the match ends with Zelina Vega doing her Hurricane Rana slam where she slams uh, Carolina's face into the mat. One, two, three. I think it's called a basement Hurricane Rana. Match is over. This match was just fine. And I mean, Sin is never going to get one over on Andrade, right? But what? why? Why has this even gone on? Like, I understood one match with Sin Cara. I'd be like, okay, Andrade versus Sin Cara. It should be good. Puts Andrade over. And a lot of people were complaining that it was too long because Sin Cara should just job to Andrade. But no, it was fine. You know, the match was good. Then they had the second week where where Sin Cara says, oh, I've got someone now, and he brings up Carolina. He loses anyway. Now they're in a mixed tag at a loss. So Sin Cara just looks like a dope. Carolina looks weak, which is fine, because we want Andrade and, and Zelina to look strong, and everyone can't look strong, but please drop it. Don't continue it anymore. It's ran its course. It's good. Now, I will tell you, this is definitely not the end of it, but if it were up to me, it would be the end of it. Uh, they announced that the OC is wrestling the Street Profits and Humberto Carrillo later tonight. And, of course, Adam Cole is defending his NXT championship against Seth Rollins. We get a video package showing what happened on Divorce Court last week. Gross. We see Rusev marching backstage with another commercial. We come back, and Rusev is in the ring. And he says, you know what? Bobby Lashley, if you want Lana, you can have her. I'm sick of all this, and all I want is for you to come here so I can knock your teeth down your throat. And Bobby Lashley comes on crutches. I'm like, oh, this is probably not going to be good. You want to know what, ladies and gentlemen? I was correct. Bobby Lashley says, I suffered a very debilitating injury last week. You see, and he kind of smirks at Lana, I tore my groin. So let me get this straight. Lana says, man, Rusev. The only thing he wanted in our relationship is sex. So I'm just going to leave him. I'm going to leave him for another man where I have so much sex with him that he tears his groin. Now, he didn't tear his groin, obviously. What is the point? What is the point of this? It's just so bad. But you know what? It's getting those lovely YouTube clicks. So they're going to keep going with it. They're all about the social media, and as long as people are watching, they're going to continue it on. Lana says that since Bobby Lashley can't compete, she has someone that will wrestle against Rusev tonight. It's Drew McIntyre. I thought, hmm, who are they going to put over here? Because they can't job out Rusev because he's wrestling Bobby Lashley, and they're not going to job out Drew McIntyre because he just came back. So what are they going to do? Well, I've known. They're just going to have a disqualification. Like, what, five, six minutes in the match, Rusev and Drew McIntyre are fighting on the outside. Rusev rolls Drew McIntyre inside, and uh, Bobby Lashley just comes and attacks Rusev. And Drew McIntyre gets out, and instead of attacking Rusev, he just kind of, you know, shrugs him off. 
like literally with his hands, like shrugs him off and walks to the back. They talk about how, you know, these guys were on Team Flair together. And then, you know, Rusev and last year fighting in the ring. And Randy Orton RKO's Rusev. And like, oh, these guys were all on Team Flair. And then Ricochet comes out and helps Rusev. And they talk about Team Hogan. And w- what? It's what? That was a one-time thing. They're so stupid. And they didn't they didn't follow up with this in a tag match, which is great because I didn't want to see the tag match. And they, they probably will next week on Raw, which is fine. I hope they don't add it to the Survivor Series because I really want to see Rusev destroy Bobby Lashley and then end this terrible feud. So dumb. We get an anti-smoking ad in the arena, and it features, what, it's like a live one, and then it shows Becky Lynch with the graphic right afterwards. It was weird. They have Becky Lynch being mic'd up, and she's going doing an interview. Kayla Braxton, no, no, with Charlie, Charlie Caruso. And Charlie gets interrupted by Shayna Baszler. And they cut promos on each other. It was absolutely brilliant. If you've ever heard Becky talk, you know how great she is. And Shayna's really good, too. She really is. And uh, basically, Shayna Baszler says, you know what? I understand you took Ronda Rousey out, but I'm not Ronda Rousey. I'll have my eye on Bailey, but don't think I'm forgetting about you. And then Becky says, I'll have my eye on Bailey, but don't think I'm forgetting about you. Which didn't do anything but make Bailey look dumb. And again, this was great. I don't want to knock this segment. I don't want to complain just to complain. But Bailey did seem like a little bit of an afterthought. I don't know why they wouldn't just go with one-on-one if that was the case. I think that one of the two will make Bailey uh, either tap out or they will pin her. I really think that well, I'll make, we'll make official predictions when we get a little closer but I really think that Shane Baszler will probably make uh, uh, Bailey tap out. So we'll see. This is dumb. We get the OC versus the Street Profits and Humberto, and like I just I just don't care. I just don't care. We just saw it. We just saw AJ make Humberto you know, pin Humberto twice, two weeks in a row. He did it at Crown Jewel and he did it on Raw. And then this six-man tag was fine. Montez Ford is hilarious. He's super talented. All six of these guys are at least decent in the ring. Uh, Humberto is just so good, and obviously AJ is one of the best in the world. And then AJ does a powerbomb on Humberto and puts his feet on the rope and wins. And beats Humberto again for the third time. And look, I don't know if they just like decided that they don't like Humberto. This is the same thing that happened to Cedric Alexander. AJ beat Cedric a bunch, and then they just he fell off the face of the earth. I hope they don't think that we don't like Cedric and that we don't like Humberto, but we're not going to give him any kind of reaction at all if he's just a big loser. I don't get it. Don't understand. The OC won. Moving on. Uh, Vic Joseph and Jerry Lawler are at the announce table again, and they give a NXT packet. They give a video package on NXT champion Adam Cole. Then we see Triple H backstage talking to Adam Cole and we go to commercial. Come back. We have a recap of Brock Lesnar. I've already explained that to you. And the Viking Raiders are fighting another jobber team. Skip. Please stop this, WWE. How long do we have to complain about these terrible jobber matches? Jobber matches are meant to make wrestlers look good. You don't need your tag team champions to look good. You got nothing more to prove to us, man. 
They have the titles. Skip, we're not talking about it. It's awful. It was terrible. Then we go to the championship. Seth Rollins versus Adam Cole, baby. And look, this match was fine. But and again, it's fine for these guys. Like These guys are two incredible workers. I know I, I mess with Seth a lot, but he's a great worker in the ring. Adam Cole's obviously great. This didn't have as much time as Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole did. It had about 12 or so minutes. But do you remember earlier when I said I was sick of DQs and when Rusev got disqualified? Guess what happened? Can you guess? What should have happened is Adam Cole should have pinned Seth Rollins. That's what should have happened. Then after defeating five-time champion Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins, who was just Universal Champion a week ago, Adam Cole would have looked like a star. That's how you build a star. Would have hurt Seth Rollins? Maybe a little bit, but not really, because people don't want to see him continue to win. He doesn't need to win every single match he's in. That's why people turn their backs on these big baby faces. They did the same thing to John Cena. They did the same thing to Roman Reigns, and that's what they're doing now to Seth Rollins, because they're so sick of someone that they don't love. And again, some people like Seth Rollins, but he's not Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's not The Rock. He's not Hulk Hogan. He's not Sting. He never will be any of those guys. And people don't see them win all the time. So he won by disqualification when just randomly, for no reason, the Undisputed Era comes out from under the under the ring, I think. That's what I saw. And starts destroying Seth Rollins. Let me tell you why this doesn't make sense. Because the whole match, Vic Joseph and Jerry Lawler was, were saying, man, I wonder who Triple H wants to win. You know, Adam Cole's his guy. But if Seth Rollins wins, does that mean he goes to NXT? Oh, no, I kind of want to root for Adam Cole. I don't want Seth Rollins to go to NXT. I don't know why. I would want him as far away from me as possible. But they're like, ah, oh, oh, he's a big star. We want him here. And we don't want him to leave. And so Triple H might be rooting for him, so he goes to NXT. But, yeah, the Undisputed Era beat up Seth Rollins. And then they say, oh, Triple H is obviously behind this. And I'm like, what? You just said that it's probably likely Triple H wants Seth Rollins to win the whole thing because he wants him back in NXT. None of this made any sense. It was really stupid. Really dumb. The match was fine, though. You can go watch it if you want to. It's not must-watch TV like, you know, Dan O'Brien... Adam Cole was, which was amazing. If you guys still haven't watched it, please go back and watch it. After the bell, a bunch of NXT guys come out. A bunch of WWE Raw guys come out. And they brawl. And that's the show. That's it. And so, as I'm watching... And I'm going to grade this for you guys in a second. As I'm watching Raw, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. But, you know, the show's... It's it's fine. We're going to just move on. That doesn't make any sense, but it's fine. We're going to move on. There wasn't a whole lot that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so dumb. Why am I even watching this right now? It was mostly entertaining. Some of it was just stupid. And ah, thinking back on it, I think the show was worse than how I felt that it was. It's just, it was a bunch of rematches. It was a silly crap that didn't matter. It was, it is poorly written. It was just poorly written. I just don't get the in-ring work was fine. It wasn't great. I don't know. This this show could have been so much better. And especially after the amazing SmackDown show that we just had, this was a huge letdown. C minus. I'm gonna give this show a C minus. It is. I'm looking back at the show and I'm like, man, what really popped me? You know what popped me? Rey Mysterio beating up Brock Lesnar. That's it. When Rey Mysterio beat up Brock Lesnar, I popped. That's it. I'm super excited tomorrow for AEW and NXT. And I hope Raw steadies the course because I want it to do better. I don't want Raw not to be good because I want to watch it. And I have to watch it so I can tell you guys how amazing or how terrible it is.
and this week it just wasn't very good. And it's disappointing to tell you guys. I'm sorry. I hope it gets better. I really do. I really do. Well, that's our show. That was a pretty short one, but it's just me today, so uh, I can't talk for an hour like Kyle can, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Kyle and I will be back for AEW this week, and Chris will be here for NXT. Kyle will be here for SmackDown on Friday, and I believe he's going to have someone with him. That someone may be me. We'll see how it goes. Uh, and we're also going to be previewing Full Gear this week. So we've got a really busy week. We're super excited. Uh, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Please tell your friends. Follow us all at WrestleLifePod on Twitter and Life Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Follow me at WrestleLifeMatt on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Chris at WrestleLifeHill on Twitter. And Kyle at Kyle.Pauly on Instagram. Also, next Monday, if things go the way of the plan, we'll have Rain doing Raw, possibly solo. And she always does a great job. We're really excited to have her. So whether or not she does solo or she does it with one of us, uh, the plan are, is right now, unless something changes with her, that she'll be on our show next week. We're really glad. We're really looking forward to having her back, ladies and gentlemen. This has been episode fifty-five of Wrestle Life Radio. We have about one hundred seventeen thousand more to go. <laughs> we all hope. I hope you all have an absolutely wonderful evening. Thanks for letting me run my mouth for the past half hour, and we will see you soon. <laughs>